The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Visit sfspiritscomp.com for more information on our double gold and best in show winners. That's sfspiritscomp.com. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred. This is episode five. The Fred Minnick Show is presented by The Beeline, a northern Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky bourbon trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati and the edge of bourbon country. Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. And on a personal note, I go up that way a lot. And let me tell you, there are some great hidden bourbon selections and some great places to buy bourbon. So make sure you're hitting northern Kentucky and the Cincinnati area when you're visiting the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Now, this episode is a fun one. We're talking to someone who's kind of a hero in my home state. I grew up in Oklahoma, and there are very few people who are as much of a champion of the Oklahoma City area as Wayne Coyne, the front man for the popular band, The Flaming Lips. Arguably one of the greatest bands of the last part of the 20th century, and they've had an amazing career. But Wayne has been one of these people who's been kind of screaming from the rooftops about Oklahoma City for a very long time. I think at one point he said that it's a great fucking city, which it that quote kind of floated around uh, the interwebs for some time in, in the Oklahoma area. But Wayne is an eclectic guy, and you'll hear me talk about our attire. He's actually wearing an ascot or or sort of an ascot to this to this interview. And if you want to see that, go to my YouTube page. Uh, just search, you know, the Fred Minnick, and you'll find my YouTube channel, and and see this interview it, him in person because it's amazing how well he's dressed. And so we kind of bond over neck attire, and we also bond just in general over um, a lot of things that that have, that have happened in our lives. He's an incredible human being. I enjoyed this interview thoroughly, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. But as always, I like to bring a little bit of um, trivia to this to this podcast. And what I do is, is I pair something that's booze-related with something that's music-related. And this is an easy one. I am going to ask a trivia question that surrounds this band right now. So what American distillery collaborated with the Flaming Lips to create a whiskey? That answer will be coming up after the interview. But I also have some uh, reader feedback or listener feedback, and these uh, these kind of came in through private messages, so I won't share their name. But people want to know a little bit more about my my music affection and some of my music history. And the first question comes in: What is the what was the first uh, concert you attended? Now this is a fun story, and it goes back to when I was five or six years old. My aunt Shannon is babysitting me. She was a huge Journey fan. And they happened to be in uh, in Oklahoma playing somewhere, and I just remember this is before car seats. Like today, like I think you'd go to jail for the way I I rode, and I was in the back of like one of these cab trucks, and I laid down in the back, and I went to I got snuck into a Journey concert, so I got to see Steve Perry live when I was like five or six. I thought that was pretty 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 cool. Uh, another one comes in. What musician did you have a major crush on? Well, that's a pretty easy one. You know that song, uh, Black uh, Velvet? 
Alana Miles sings that song, and I remember watching that video on MTV. Yeah, that's right. They used to play videos of MTV. Funny story about that. And I remember seeing Alana Miles, and my heart just melted watching her, kind of like curly hair up against uh, up against a pillar, like singing her heart out. And that song just kind of carried on with me. And anytime I had a crush on a young lady, I'd stand back by the lockers and watch them walk down the walk down the hallway and I would sing in my head uh, Black Velvet was singing as they were walking by so that that song had a big had a played a big role in my life in terms of the crushes that I had so that was uh, I, if you get a chance go to YouTube and check out that old video because man it is so so good and, and it's just a reminder of how great music videos used to be and how we used to have uh television dedicated to showing them and now we, fortunately we have youtube where you can watch music videos but that, that that's it that'll do it on today's uh you know listener feedback but if you have anything that you want to ask me just hit me up on any of the any of the social medias all my social medias are under fred minnick or you can contact me through my website fredminnick.com and while you're there sign up for my free drinks newsletter i uh, send out some tips every now and then and now Enjoy this fun interview with the great Wayne Coyne. But first, a word from our sponsors. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred Minnick. Uh, it's brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Joining me today is a fellow Okie. Wayne Coyne. All right. Woods. What's good to be here on your your show? People can't people can't see us. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's a pod. We you can see us if you're like watching on like uh, YouTube or maybe oh, Amazon see. Prime okay, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so there there might be some options to see how good we both look right now. <laughs> we could really be brothers in I, a sense. Yeah, you would be my younger brother. I'm yeah. 58. You're I'm 41. There you go. So you By could the be way, my younger brother. You don't look sure. a day over 35. I think 50 is like the new 30 or something. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You I mean, look you good. Do, well, thank you. You do see guys who do look 
worse than they should. Yeah. yeah. But you I'm, don't. I'm wondering yeah. if I'm going to be one of those guys. I, I started graying really quickly. <laughs> no, the gray, I don't I don't think the gray. I mean, I run into guys all the time that are, are they're, they're dying their hair gray just because it's a look. That is People true. People ask me all the time, like, who dyes your hair? I'm like, you mean like the, the gray parts? <laughs> yeah, nature dyes like, my that, hair. Hey, yeah, exactly. That's, that's so God-given. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Because no, I'm we looking. have such similar fashion right now, I feel like we should we, both we take do. we should take turns like describing one another. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, this this thing that you have, what do you call that? It's an that? ascot. Yeah. yeah, see, mine is kind of like a like a Mexican. I think this is uh, my, my wife had this. So, you know, when she's wearing a big, you know, when her shoulders are out, she's got this thing on. And I looked at it, I was like, hey, I think that could go good with my my whitish sort of transcendentalist man look or something. Yeah, you like yeah. white. I really, I you know, actually I don't. Because you, when you look close, you can see it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, dingy. But I think it's striking, especially when you play big places like this, where the audience is a long ways away and they're seeing you on these big screens. Yeah. And virtually everybody here is dressed in black. I mean, you're not, but a lot of people are, even musicians on the stage. And so I just tried to be like, well, I got this great looking suit that Paul Smith made for me and I'll just, you know, and I'm not doing that much up there, so it's not overly. <laughs> well, you know, you're still working it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm standing there singing trying to entertain the the troops yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but you've got a you've got a good look going we noticed you twice well, already today thank yeah. you i yeah. guess we both kind of stand out on the crowd with our with our uh yeah our neck attire yeah yeah and which is i don't know if that's always a good thing i mean i'm you know i'm gonna be on stage so it's it's like you know i'm 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 up there to say hey look at look at us you know but i don't dress like i wouldn't dress like this all the time you mm. know, just just walking around you know so I'm the uh, <laughs> I'm the uh, co-creator and uh, curator of, of the Bourbon side on um, Bourbon and Beyond, and you were telling me before like you really you could feel the energy out there. What do you what do you think of the festival so far? Well, I mean, I, everybody that I talked to in the press tent over there were still fairly sober, so I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, we we've we've played, you know, other you know alcohol based you know um festivals and where they're giving a lot of it away is that what is that happening here are there tastings? well well yeah we'll have like small amount of tasting so we have like a uh, a bourbon education tent where we're doing tastings I, I heard i heard some of that as i walked mm -hmm. by you yeah. mm -hmm. but there's not you know when you go to these larger you know activations the you know the, the people are paying for that oh i see you mean here yeah 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 well i mean we've been definitely been to some where um I mean, they're giving away so much that the porta potties. You always you can always tell because the porta potties are filled up with vomit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they have the respect yeah, you know. to go to the porta potty. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, until they get too full. But yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a. I think the more that it happens, the the better they get. The better it rolls along, and I think people know what more to expect. And, yeah. And I think audiences like that. It's there's stuff. You know, it's not just stay i mean this is this is a big you know field here where people are standing in i think people like that there's things to do and different things to check out it's not just bands standing there watching bands all day bands are part of it and music is yeah. part of it but it's all kinds of stuff that you like in your life it's not just it's not just music and i think that i always think that helps the music you know music even at its best 
you know, is like uh, is like good alcohol. Yeah. But you know, you can only have so much, and then it's, you know, you're sick. That's of right. It. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. It's not. Yeah. And so you want this big variety of experiences. Oh, some music. Oh, I'm talking with my friends. Oh, we're drinking. Oh, we're eating. We're trying food and merchandise. All this stuff is part of the experience, you know. So yeah, I, th I think it's a great, great thing. So, in combining music and and whiskey, I like I like talking to musicians about you know what they drink on the road. What, right. Yeah. And you've been you've been at this a long time. You've had a hell of a career. <laughs> yeah. Has yeah. your has your uh, drinking of alcohol no, changed? No. See, I've, I've never really been a drinker. So you know, um, been around a lot of people who are drinkers in good ways and, and and bad ways, and you know, people that have had good times with it. People struggle with it, but I've never. Uh, never would drink to calm my nerves, like say to go, you know, on an airplane or to meet people or to go on stage. So I've never had that, you know, maybe if when I was really young, if I would have thought of that it, and it would have helped, I maybe would have struggled with it or whatever, but I don't have that, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I'm drinking, it's usually in in a drinking uh, environment, you know, like a like a party or a New Year's right. Eve. I'm not ever sitting somewhere, you know, just in the hotel room, just just drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, but you know, a lot of people do. It's it's great, you know. And I and I, but I don't have that sort of. I don't have anxiety and stuff like that. And I can understand where, you know, some people are. They just have a more, you know, they're just more sensitive to this mm -hmm. world, and they need a little bit of. To take you know, the buffer edge. and a little bit of help or, or whatever. So I, I understand. I'm, I'm certainly not against it. You know. So I, I, I've noticed that um, a lot of musicians will go really hard for the first part of their career, and then they'll go sober, <laughs> you know, for, for the latter part. Or they die. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is there is there possibly a drinking problem? Do you think in the in the music industry at all? Well, I mean. It's rare that you're in a in a sort of uh, especially if you're successful. You know, you're in an environment where everybody's saying, "Man, you're great. Uh, keep doing what you're doing." And here's drugs and alcohol and all this stuff, and let's just do it. These are these are marks of the success of of the day. Um, and I think it kind of there's a you know there's all the mythology and all those stories yeah. about you know is is art and music especially you know is it made better because of drinking and drugs and all that and um you know all that's just all part of it i mean it's it really does just come down to people's personalities and i think artists you know musicians too but a lot of musicians are artists and they want to try things i mean that's just yeah. that's just what it comes down to you know and they would try um i mean i've talked to some uh some reformed uh drug addicts and alcoholics and they would say, you know, Wayne, I did every drug that I could do, and then I quit. Every drug ever made, I did them, it was great, but then I knew I had to quit. Same with any kind of alcohol or booze. I drank everything that they made, and uh, I ran into someone, and there was like a new drug that had come out, and they were kind of like, dang, I don't get to do that one, because <laughs> I've stopped, you know? So I think it just is part of the you know, like a, the way my personality is, you know, I am kind of like an introvert who likes to sit in the corner and create music and paint and do art and all that, you know, 
But then part of you has to come out here and you do have to kind of be an extrovert at the same time. You got to go out here and talk to people and, you know, deal with an audience and all these sorts of things. So I think it's a little bit probably that. It's like, you know, part of you wants to be this way, but part of you must be this other way. And all that stuff probably gets you through the, the transition, you know. So, I, but I'm lucky, you know. I'm I'm you, I'm very healthy. You're very grounded you know? yeah. too. Y yeah, you're and grounded. just lucky that I don't have that as yeah. a. And some people have it as a, just part of their, their you know their ancestry, their their genes and all that. And that's that's a that's a what can you do? That's a serious thing. Yeah. What was your first drink? Probably was Coors, a be, just a beer, you know. And I remember, um, you know, that can, that yellow can, and had mm -hmm. the. You know, when you used to have to take the, the little, yeah, like a yeah. peel off label. Yeah. Yeah. And we would drink that, you know, in the backyard, you know, at, uh, you know, cooking, uh, you know, corn on the cob and, and having watermelon and everybody would sort of drink. Um, but I never really even liked that that much. You mm -hmm. know, I never drank it as like a refreshment. You know, I'd say, oh, that's beer. But I never drank it and thought it's good to get drunk or anything, you know. Well, I, I don't want to get you drunk, but okay. I, I, I would I would like to get, uh, you know, pair a bourbon or whiskey or something to my what I have here okay. to mm -hmm. your flavor profile, if you're okay with that. Uh, uh, I don't know what my flavor profile will uh, be, gonna, be, be, be. We're going to nail it try down. Some things. Yeah. We're going to nail yeah. it down. Okay. What is your favorite food? Um, well, it would probably be something like even watermelon what i just mentioned you know okay. like, but only when it's good you know and in you Oklahoma, like to put salt on the i water? don't see yeah. i like i mean for me i definitely like sweet things okay you know uh more than savory so i was talking to someone um in the media tent and i i said when people ask me about whiskey i say i like fireball but i don't think fireball is is like a real no, it's that's not something people that's, make. That's that's poser know? whiskey. <laughs> but see, my reason is that I have like an acid reflux thing, and if I some alcohol, if I drink it, it'll do that. And mm -hmm. I discovered one night someone said, "Hey, here's a shot of Fireball," and I was the same as you, kind of like, "Oh, what is this?" But see, it helped that in wow. me. So it's not just the flavor; it's not just the effects. It has this other and a medicinal thing. It's helping. Well, you know, they used yeah. to actually prescribe whiskey for medicinal purposes during Prohibition. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who so let's yeah. let's let's take a look at some flavors. There you um, go. Do you, on the sweet side, do you like chocolate or caramel more? Uh, caramel. There you go. Okay, caramel or vanilla. Vanilla. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, I had some ice cream just last night that was vanilla and, okay. and caramel. So, so yeah. you're you're heavy on the you like the vanilla. Yeah. Let's see. Do you, <laughs> do you like cornbread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not too much. Not not like you know I wouldn't mention it in the top. Do you 10. like like roasted nuts or sure, are you yeah. a nut guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so hand me that uh, Bella Mead. It's at the front. It's at the front. Black label at the front. Right. Uh, nope. Nope. Right there. That's it. You just said that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Oh, he threw it. Oh, my gosh. If that had gone badly, yeah, the, the podcast would be over. So yeah. it's, so what this is, this is a uh, this is a 10-year-old Bellamede. Um, it's made in, it's distilled in Indiana, partially aged in Tennessee, and it's finished in sherry barrels. It's very sweet. Wow. And it's got some nice. So with uh, these, with the, now, what is the, when you said sherry Cherry barrels? Cherry, cherry, like from uh, from 
from Spain, like the fortified wine. Oh, I see. Yeah. So the wine was in these barrels, and then and they now, and then they, they they poured the wine out, and then they're putting this whiskey into the. That's barrels. right. Wow. Now, so that's how. Wow. So that is the. Now this would be something you 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 know this whiskey, and you you you're gonna know the flavor before. Yeah, you I it. actually. Uh, I mentioned that this show's uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition uh, presents this show. This is actually. This one, like a double gold in competition, and this was picked by, this is a barrel pick from uh, Jack Rose Dining Saloon um, in Washington, D.C. So this is like a, there's only like 200 of these bottles. I see. And this would be, so if I mentioned this as my, like, oh, I like this whiskey around whiskey people. Uh, They'd have to be an ultra whiskey person. (laughs) To, under, to, <laughs> okay. to know it, yeah, yeah. but what you could say is like you you had a sherry finished bourbon, and they would understand that. Oh, I see. But this is yeah. actually a very not a very common brand out oh, on I the see. market. Okay. There you go. Okay. So when you smell it, bring it to your nose a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Open your no- your nose. Open your mouth and let uh, when you smell and just kind of let Whoa. it cycle out yeah, a little yeah. bit. You should be picking up some vanillas and caramels and uh, some like roasted nuts, and then when you taste, put a little bit on your palate. Does that happen? Does that happen to a lot of people? Sometimes. That's a that's that's pretty. That's. Is that aggressive? Is that what you'd call that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's not very it's not very thick. You know, so you get you get a lot in your mouth, and then it's you know. Yeah, that's yeah. why I always recommend just getting a little bit on there, just a little drop or so. Let me see if I can be more prepared for my second one. That's what they call. That's what they call an acquired sip. <laughs> Well, I know, but being surprised is fun, you know. <laughs> well, I haven't had any other whiskeys today. Oh, nice. So, I wouldn't, if you asked me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that that's vanilla. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. But if I had something else that wasn't that, I might come back to this and say, oh, you know. Well, let's try something else. There you go. Give me, throw me a couple. So other for glasses. me, that I would, if someone gave me that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that that's like, oh, that's that's flavored and that's. I like he's throwing them. Now I will need uh, glasses. <laughs> what kind of what kind of podcast is it? I know, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I know he's like he's he's like a daredevil over I there. Know. He, yeah. He's right. the first drunk person I've run into. Uh, right, cameraman. and that's yeah. sad because he's not supposed to be drinking. Well, let's see what this is. That's what they all say. Yeah. Yeah, that one's gonna throw you for a loop. Like, like this is gonna have these flavors, or just uh, it's it's completely you? different. Yep. And uh, I don't know what it is. It's just number seven. It's just a random. Um, just a random bottle I pulled out of my office. I mean, for me, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a connoisseur in any way. Those don't taste that much different to me. Really? They, not to me, but I, but I'm not picking up, you know, subtle after, after taste and all that, like a, a more, like if I was more used to it. Yeah. You know? But it's fun. It's fun to explore this, and you can see that, you know, there's when you taste and you analyze, if you spend a little more time. You'll find out that sometimes, you know, two whiskeys that were made side by side are completely different. Yeah, yeah. And 
Unfortunately, I don't know what this is. This is just a, <laughs> this is just a random bottle. Well, know? it's number but, seven. Uh, we know that it's number yeah. seven, whatever yeah. that is. But, yeah, um, and it's had a little bit drunk out of it already. It seems. Yeah, like. so yeah. that was a part of uh, some blind tasting I did. I, <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about. It. I don't remember it, but I must have been a uh, lecture blind then. So night. so this 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 tasting and judging this is part of you you like this about about yeah this is what i do all alcohols oh yeah yeah i'll uh i'll assess all all and you started to drink when you were younger and then it and this i didn't start till i was 21 (laughs) (laughs) well that's a perfect that's the perfect age to start yeah (laughs) and you liked it as like just like you'd like the flavors or the yeah what it's about or or the yeah a lot of it a lot of it to me is like uh the history side of it i love the flavors i love the complexities but it's also the people you know i i tend to be drawn by interesting people and like i know i spent a good deal of time in wine and those those people were fine but there's something about kentucky and and bourbon oh you know especially that just really just kind of pulls me in you know Mm -hmm. Growing up in Oklahoma, we just like we just we just sit out on the back porch and watch the storms and talk and drink iced tea. You know, it's just kind of the kind of what we did. And so I, I'm kind of gravitated toward conversationalists. Well, I mean, my I mean, I think I was lucky growing up in Oklahoma because by the time I was born, uh, we had a big family and everybody had TVs, and then yeah. you know, little by little VCRs came along, and then computers, and you know, you weren't always trapped with having to deal with your immediate neighbors yeah you know what i mean which you know if you don't like them and you want to they don't like you yeah that's right you know what i mean i just feel like as the world has gone on you know your neighborhood is really just where you live but people can live in their neighborhoods their entire life and really not know anybody that lives yeah. just down the street you know the way i've gotten to know my neighbors is when the tornadoes come through and knock out all the power i'm on a different grid than everybody else in the neighborhood so Every couple of years, they need extension cords from me, and I, I run them out. And then, the the reverse will be true. I'll need an extension cord wow. from all them. So we're just, we're extension cord friends. But I think that's a, a great thing about modern society. You yeah, know, it's you live, you know, you can be as insulated as you want, and not really have to worry. What are these people doing next door? Right. Am I? You know, do I like them? Or you know, and all that. It's a, it's a complicated world out there you know so i don't know this about you are you a cowboys fan or a sooners fan well you know probably more sooners um just growing up in the 70s you know yeah um but really i kind of like um if it's if it's even like with the thunder you know it's like every if it rouses everybody up and everybody has an occasion to care about something yeah um I like it all, but probably the Sooners more than the Cowboys. You know? See, I graduated from Oklahoma State. Obviously, <laughs> I'm I'm deeply in, entrenched to the Cowboys. I can but, totally. That's what I mean. I can totally understand. But we that, can yeah. we can at least agree to hate Texas, right? University of no, Texas. No, no. I mean, I like. I mean, for me, you know, I understand all from that, a sports perspective. All that has a great, yeah. <laughs> you know, us versus them. You know, and right. we, are, we bond together in our in our you know, our, you know, our hatred of them. You know, but I, I don't know. You know, as my experience at Texas Stadium, where where the game is played, mm-hmm. was seeing the Rolling Stones. So I kind of, you know, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm in a stadium, but if people aren't playing football. I'm watching, you know, Mick and Keith in 1981. So I mean, I, I, you know, whenever I talk about Texas Stadium to most people, it's they think it's OU versus Texas or something. But I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, but I'm older as, as well. You know, I've just kind of got to where. 
I like watching uh, if if it's if sports if it's done well. Mm-hmm. You know, you like watching the the dudes who are good at what they're doing. And I think same way you're talking about with yeah, you know, making making whiskey or making music, whatever it is. You know, there's just something interesting about people who have a you know a way of doing their thing. And I I see that with sports uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, I've gotten the uh, wrap it up sign. Oh, you did! I did. I, I, I got the wrap it up <laughs> sign from Nikki over there. So, well, how did our tasting go? Uh, I thought it went pretty well. If you liked it, if you had a good time with it. Well, I like uh, like you you talking about it and you helping me through it has given yeah. me a little bit of insight. Well, I feel like I would love to tutor you more. Yeah, yeah. We, we should yeah. do this more. Yeah. I mean, we are. We look like we're brothers. So, I, I mean, you're I right about should. that. Yeah, yeah. And and you yeah. know we're both from Oklahoma, so there's there's kind of a chance. <laughs> There is kind of. There's kind of a chance. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. There's a chance we're related. <laughs> um, but Wayne, thanks for coming on the Fred Minnick yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, you were great. You by the... you got, I, I, Thank you. This is a great show. Well, you got to have me back. We'll try I, it again. I, I'd love that. Right. And uh, I hope you, I know you're going to own the stage out there at Bourbon and Beyond. And uh, can't wait to, to see it. And I know. I can't believe we're part of this thing. And then we're, then we're done so early today. And then you get to go have a good time with the family. So I do. Cheers, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cheers. Here we go. Cheers. All right. So as you listen to on that interview, I failed. I failed in my duties to pair the perfect whiskey to Wayne Coyne's palate. Good job, bud. Good job. That, that was fun. And the object of this podcast is to, to have fun and, you know, it, learn about some musicians that we may not know much about otherwise. But uh, I will admit, I am disappointed that I was unable to pair a whiskey to Wayne Coyne's palate. Maybe in the future I will. Maybe the next time I have him on, I'll be able to nail it. But uh, I've got I've got some work to do. I have some work to do to figure out the enigma, Wayne Coyne. He's he was a lot of fun. And now the answer to the the trivia question, uh, the trivia question was what American distillery collaborated with the Flaming Lips to create a whiskey, and the answer was. Few Spirits. Now, Few uh, is the, the, the owner of that. It's Paul Haletko, good friend of mine. He's actually collaborated with Allison Chains as well. So he's got a little bit of inroads into the music business where he gets these great musicians to uh, collaborate with on whiskey. So if you get a chance, uh, look for um, the Allison Chains and the Flaming Lips whiskeys that are out there. They're, they're a good representation of a Few Spirits out in Illinois. Good people there. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Hey, next week we're going to have country music star Claire Dunn. And if you're not following Claire, add her to your playlist right now. She's kind of edgy. She's fun. And I dare say in five years everybody's going to know who Claire Dunn is. But what I like to do is I like to find these kind of rising stars in music. And Claire Dunn is definitely a rising star. I interviewed her at the Hometown Rising Music Festival in Louisville in 2019 so that interview i think will open a lot of people's eyes so make sure you're subscribing to this podcast so you're one of the first to see it a lot of people don't know this but if you're not subscribing it takes a little bit longer for the episode to pop up so if you're not subscribing to the podcast you may not see it right away so make sure you hit that subscribe button in your uh, podcast player and go ahead and give it a rating while you're at it. Make sure you're following me on all the social medias. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and I'm sure something else that I'm on that I don't know about. But just search my name, Fred Minnick, and go to fredminnick.com to sign up for my free drinks newsletter. So that'll do it for next this week. I'll see you next week. Until then, see you later. You 
You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition at sfspirits.com. Also by Michter's American Whiskies, and by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com. For more information about this podcast, spirits, and more, go to fredminnick.com.